I'm Marsha. And I'm Abby. And welcome to Teacher Terror, a podcast where two elementary school teachers discuss and rate horror movies. Each episode will have a specific theme, and our homework is to bring a selected movie to the table, discuss it, and give it a final grade. This week's assignment is horror comedy. So we'll begin with uh, our first movie, which is Drag Me to Hell. So I guess, Marsha, I wanted to ask really quick, are you a fan of the horror comedy genre? Yes and no. Um, if it's a, if it's well done, yes. But um, I have seen a few that I was like, no, this is terrible. and just turned it off. Yes. And there is a spectrum of horror comedy. You know, you have all comedy, which is like scary movie. It's like all comedy, no horror. And I haven't seen that one. Okay. Yeah. And then there is... Uh, all the way to like the visit. Remember the grandparents? Oh yeah, and that's that like was considered comedy. Well, there was all horror, but a little element of like dark comedy. Okay, dark, you know what I mean? Uh, when he has the diaper in the face yeah. and stuff like that. I just that. wondered, was it listed as horror comedy? I think so. Okay, I think so. Um, so we'll begin with uh, the Drag Me to Hell synopsis really quick. Um, Christine Brown, played by Allison Lohman, has a loving boyfriend, played by Justin Long, the apple guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also in Barbarian. Oh, yes. I can't wait to talk about that one. Um, And she has a great job at a Los Angeles bank. But her heavenly life becomes hellish when, in an effort to impress her boss, she denies an old woman uh, her request for an extension on her home loan. In retaliation, the lady puts a curse on Christine, threatening her soul with eternal damnation. Yes. Christine seeks a psychic's help to break the curse, but the price to save her soul may be more than she can pay. From this point on, it's going to be... Total spoilers. Spoiler alert. Spoiler yeah. so alert. be warned. Yes. So this, uh, the girl's name, what is the girl's name? So, Sylvia Ganesh, the lady? Or, or Christine Brown, the, oh, yeah, the, yeah. the uh, worker the at the bank. So she is a bank loan officer. Right. Which to me is... Uh, Do they have those anymore? I would imagine so because you have to apply for a loan, right? To yeah, get... I just guess I assumed everything's online. Now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I guess somebody to manage the online ones. Um, but I was going to ask you, what business would you apply for a loan for? Oh, easy. An animal uh, rescue or a doggy daycare. Oh, yeah. You would be great at that. Yeah. Um, and you? Well, mine's kind of unique. So... I've actually looked into this, oh. and um, you know the Pizza Hut, like, what is it, Pizza Hut KFC combo places? Taco Bell. Yeah, Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. So I want to do like a two-for-one place, okay? Okay. So part of it would be Martin's Biscuits. Yeah. Because you think about it, that that line is out the door it's, every It's a day. lot of traffic. And what's their overhead? You got biscuits, you got eggs, bacon, grits. Sure. Coffee. Done. That's it. You know? So that's a moneymaker right there. And right. then what I like, the other half of the little combo store would be a place called Kung, Kung Fu Tea. Have you heard of that? I have not. Oh my gosh. Do you like bubble tea? I do not like bubble oh. tea. But my daughter does. Okay. Love bubble tea. And it would be a Kung Fu Tea. That's the best bubble tea place I've ever been to. 
Um, and so you think that the people who eat Martin's biscuits and grits are also going to want bubble tea? No, it's more so <laughs> a passion for me, which is okay. the Kung Fu tea and then a moneymaker to keep the passion alive. Oh, okay. I yes. see. That's just to support your bubble tea habit. <laughs> okay. And it's so good. So if you ever see a Kung Fu tea, please go and get the milk tea. With the oh. tapioca bubbles. So well, can good. you tell where one is? They're all over the okay. place. All over the place. Yeah, it's a franchise. That's so why I've looked into potentially uh, starting one. So she's a business loan officer. and But um, then there's stew. And every every job has a stew. Yes. The brown Someone noser. Yes, the brown noser. The one that's always trying to sabotage your efforts. The one who looks good to the boss. Mm-hmm. The boss just doesn't seem to see through them. Right. So she decides to step up a little bit and show that she has the gumption. So when a Romani woman comes in, because using the word gypsy these days is uncouth, you're not supposed to do that. That's right. So uh, a Romani woman comes in um, asking for the third extension on her home mortgage, right? Right. And uh, in an effort to kind of show the boss that she can make those hard calls, she denies her. Right. After the woman gets on her knees and begs. Right. After I, the woman took her teeth out on her desk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like, uh, what would you do? If somebody if took their teeth yeah. out, I don't know. I would definitely sanitize afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but you probably wouldn't affect, you know, your choice. No, no. Not about what was going to happen to her. No. Right. And once she starts begging and humbling herself, I think that's what she says, before you, you probably would. I've never begged before. Right. Yeah. I would have caved. I would have caved the first time. I mean, come on. And she she regrets it. So (laughs) (laughs) She paid the price. Yes. And, And it's a lesson. Don't be mean to other people to get ahead. Yes. And actually, this movie, Drag Me to Hell, was directed by Sam Raimi. And it was meant to be a uh, morality tale. Oh. So pretty much it is saying that one bad choice, one greedy choice can affect you lifelong. That's right. Uh, Kind of a karma And harshly. Harshly, yes. Speaking of Sam Raimi, since we talk about him really quick, he directed Evil Dead 1 and 2, the Spider-Man trilogy, and Doctor Strange uh, Multiverse of Madness. So he is a well-versed director. Yeah. And so he wanted to make a low-budget movie with Drag Me to Hell and just kind of get back to his roots because it was right after the Spider-Man trilogy. So he wanted to do something that was more of a passion project because he started out with Evil Dead, actually. So he's a horror guy at heart, and he wanted to do something um, that has horror elements, but at the same time is also fun, has that dark humor, which I love. I, I'm I'm kind of a dark humor person. Yes. Um, for movies. So yeah. <laughs> uh, Christine Brown denies this old woman her loan. And the woman curses her, yes. right? And they kind of have a showdown in the parking Park. garage. Yes. And then my question for you there I wrote in my notes was, Okay, when you go out and you see her car in the garage, do you go in the garage? Because I don't. No. I go back in and get security to walk me to my car. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I realize she's an old woman, but she is a scary old woman. And the fact that she's waiting for you. Yes, can't be good. Can't be good. Any parking garage scene, you know. Not, I'm just not a fan of parking garages in general. I agree. <laughs> and I, that's kind of a horror movie trope I'm realizing is after a situation goes down, 
don't go in the parking garage. You know, <laughs> call an Uber, right? Because <laughs> somebody's waiting for you. And they might follow you home. Huh? They Yes, in more ways than one with this movie. Uh, but the car scene was one of my favorite scenes in the movie because it was uh, intense. intense. <laughs> yes. So this old woman comes and she gets a new lease on life and she just has all this energy and jumps in the car and starts kind of wrestling Christine. It, it was her rage. It was her rage. Yes. She, so many good things happen. She falls on her, her teeth pop out and she gums her yes, face. Yes, yes. Oh, all the body fluids in this movie <laughs> were so bad. And I had to cover my mouth. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, and then she, I think in an attempt to get her off, she gets a stapler and staples yes, her eye yes. or something. It was very well done. Loved it. It was great. And I think they even run into the wall, and doesn't the old lady fly out the window yeah, or something? She, Christine puts her seatbelt on, knowing she's going to run into a car, and the woman's going to fly out. But I have to say, too, at this point, because, you know, I kind of struggled with, is Christine a good person or a bad person? Mm-hmm. Because it went back and forth in the movie. And I kind of felt sorry for her. She is trying to prove herself in a mm-hmm. man's world, so to speak. Um, she did deny the woman this on you and she felt bad about it, I believe, mm-hmm. but she did, you know, she, when she was beating this woman and winning, she did, you know, she called her, you old, you know what? And yeah, um, like said, I beat you. I won. You know, something right. like that. Maybe that shows her motivation. I won. I'm better than Stu. I'm better than this old because lady. She had been the port queen. And she had been oh, overweight yes. at one time. That's so right. she had some insecurities. She's trying to overcome her what, past. And how people perceive her. Yes. Right? Because that's something I wrote down is she's very childlike in the movie. Her clothes weren't very revealing. Her oh, hair. No. She was modest. Modest. Her hair almost was uh, styled in like a childlike way. And if you notice too, in the beginning scenes, a child was taken down by this original yes. entity. Yes. So I'm almost wondering. Is there a connection? Because she's um, a childlike figure, and then this boy was like a child and made one bad mistake and is punished. She made one bad mistake and is punished. So, I don't know. I just wonder if there's a connection there, and I got that vibe during the movie. We'd have to ask Sam. We will have to ask Sam. (laughs) Sam, if you're listening. (laughs) Sam, we need to know. So, during the car scene, the old woman steals a button, and that's all she wanted. That big old kerfuffle was simply for that button. Yes, right? the object. The object. And she curses that object. And from that point forward, it's over, right? Mm-hmm. She goes home, Christine goes home, and she starts seeing shadows in the wind. I loved her house, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wow, how do you leave those windows open? I know, yes. No screens. <laughs> Speaking of which, no screens. Flies start entering the situation. Yes, yes. And the first instance that we see of her really being possessed is she is sleeping in her bed and a fly lands on her face and it goes in her nose and then you can hear it in her stomach. Yes, so can she. (laughs) (laughs) And I wanted to ask you, have you ever had something crawling on you at night? No, but I have, you know, had a bug fly in my mouth like, Riding down the road before with the windows open. Protein. (laughs) Oh, I spit it out. (laughs) One time there was uh, an instance 
where I was sleeping and I felt something tickle in my arm. And um, I do get waking dreams, I guess, where I wake up. And I know the name for that, by the way. It's called hypnopomic uh, hallucinations, which it's got a special name. I'm not crazy. Anyway, I thought that maybe that's what that was. But then I swatted it. I felt a girth behind it. Oh, no. (laughs) Some weight, mass. And so I wake up, Chris, oh my gosh, there's something on me. There's a bug in here. And of course, he has been a part of my waking dreams often. He's like, go to bed, it's nothing. (laughs) Well, that next morning, I left for work, and then he woke up a little after me, and he said there was a huge cockroach (gasps) on the headboard. Oh my goodness. And he believed me (laughs) from that point forward. So now when you wake him up, he'll jump up. Yes. And Um, now, Chris, your husband, that leads into her boyfriend. Such a good boyfriend. Yes, he's he's practical. He's he's kind. He's a nerdy coin collector, Mm -hmm. which I loved. And Um, a doctor. Was he a doctor? He was a a psych. Well, he taught at the college. Oh, that's right. He was a professor. Professor, but they called him doctor, whatever his last name was. But just such a nice guy. Yes. I feel like we've been choosing movies where the uh, boyfriend has been a, or the husband has been a good support person. Um, But I wrote that down too. I said, he's such a great boyfriend for her craziness because they're not even married. He actually proposes to her later. And I'm like, are you sure? Because that's a lot of baggage. Yes. <laughs> well, he didn't know that at first. Right, I guess. But he definitely... This was all... And, and that's important probably to mention. She was fine. And this movie is just over a three-day period. Oh, Because yes. it was a three-day curse. Oh, yes. It's just a three... And I thought, wow, are there... You know, are there week-long curses, one-day curses? I guess there is a week-long curse. <laughs> the ring, right? Seven days. Oh, that's right. Oh, nice. well, that would be our next one. Okay. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, such a great boyfriend... And they visit the psychic who, he must be a great psychic because he immediately recognizes, oh yeah. He was real. He was real, yes. Yeah, and I I wrote, I wonder what the going rate is for a psychic reading. Now we've mentioned before, I am not going to a psychic, but he charged $60. And I thought, I wonder what it costs now. I know. Well, I guess it depends on the psychic because later in the movie, they have to pay $10,000. That was to the um, woman who was going to try to get Banish rid it. of the lamia. Which they, I think they pronounced it lamia, but I looked it up and it's actually lamia. Okay. So, Sam, take note. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the psychic tells her of the three-day time limit that she has. Does she try to shake it off? Or I think the the boyfriend is like, this isn't real. Don't worry about it. You're fine. Well, and she's, you know, even when we see her flying around the kitchen and getting hit and her face hitting things, she's not wearing any bruises. So mm-hmm. she had a, a little scrape or something. I'm like, boyfriend might have taken it more seriously if right. you were banged up. Right, right. And they did call the police, right? That they thought that maybe it was the old woman coming back right, to right. get her. And maybe she's having some psychological Yes, when she thought effects. someone had been in the house, he called the police. And the right. police said, there's no one here. Mm-hmm. So she goes back to work, and she gets an incredible nosebleed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quite a nosebleed at work, of all places. <laughs> and it sprays all over her body. That was funny. I did and, laugh at that. Yeah, he's like, it's in my mouth. That, did that it get is in my mouth? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I actually had, um, I taught daycare before I was a teacher, and I had a little boy one day, 
who had a nosebleed. And the way the daycare rooms were set up, the, the sink area with the mirror was actually in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And then the toilets were behind a door. But that nosebleed was unbelievable. When it was done, it looked like I had slaughtered an animal there. And I was literally shaking. Oh, my God. Because I was so scared. And when I called his mom to say, help me. he had a nosebleed today. She goes, oh, yeah, that happens sometimes. I was oh. like, would have been good to know. <laughs> and it always feels like so much blood. It was so much blood. <laughs> this kid was so much blood. Do you get nosebleeds? No. I don't either. Some more hair. Yeah, I don't either. My daughter does, and oh. it feels, it's so scary every time, because it, like I said, it looks like a lot, but I mean, it's just fact All, of life for Everything some from the neck up bleeds a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Head wounds bleed. <laughs> a lot. Uh, but that's when you know it's getting real, right? Then she goes to visit this lady to talk about it. Right. To She's apologize. like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Please remove the curse. She doesn't get a chance to say that. Because she She's, is dead. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, P.S., that's kind of the, a really cool funeral. Everybody's just oh. partying. There's, like, catering. It's a celebration of life. Yeah, yeah. She's just laying on a door in the middle of it, having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Um, oh, gosh. When she... Yes, but when there's the whatever happened to make her turn over. Yeah, I think she, she falls, falls on top yeah. of her face down and more body fluid coming out into her mouth. And she's like, get her. She gums her again. Oh, I think so she gums gross. her maybe three times at this. Uh. <laughs> right? Uh, Christine is trying to conquer and rise above all these people. But when you are getting gummed by an old lady, there's nothing more vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> you got this old lady's gums all oh over you. Gosh, yeah. And that's another horror movie trope. I almost feel like it's overdone not in this movie because it was supposed to be that but the comedy part um yeah the comedy they were playing up the tropes but uh recently every single horror movie i've seen has had a barf scene oh okay i'm just saying i'm keeping tally by the way you are okay yeah and so she goes to her psychic friend and he says well one way to get rid of it is by sacrificing an animal. Yes, right? and he pulls the book off the shelf. <laughs> and it, I looked at the title, Animal Sacrifices in the Service of Deities. <laughs> well, so of course I looked it up. I couldn't oh. find that particular title, but um, I did I did read where they let that actor name all the books that oh, were really? on the shelf. Yeah. Oh, that is yeah, so they cool. Let him put the names. And she was a vegetarian, so she's, again, it kind of plays to that uh, And she volunteered demure. at the puppy shelter. Yes. Yes. So just kind of like she was a good person. She didn't even harm animals to eat, you know. Right. Um, yet here she is sacrificing her cat, which again plays kitten, kitten which is even worse. It goes yes. to that childlike theme again. A kitten as a baby cat. Oh, oh I was going to say children <laughs> sacrificing animals. No, but just everything is, um, yeah, young babies or young yeah, kids. Poor kitten. Yes. And um, thankfully they didn't show it. Yes, they did. Sh- the cat did. They make just show a, it in the grave, getting covered up. A, a reemergence oh, yeah, later. Yes, yes. That also plays it to my second theory that if there's an animal in a movie, it's gonna die. it's gonna die. In a horror movie, I should. I, say. I still look on that though. Does the animal die before <laughs> I watch it? <laughs> so you already know. Is you the animal harmed? Well, because I typically sometimes won't watch it. And I wonder too, like, what if she had had like a pet fish or something? Oh, yeah, would that, that would have been better. Would that count? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if fish are high enough on the circle of life there to to satisfy the deity. <laughs> right, I know. 
And then she goes to visit her boyfriend's very rich parents. And Which she, he tried to dissuade her because she's obviously not feeling herself. And I guess that goes back to her rising above. I can just grip my teeth and, and get through it. Mm-hmm. Which honestly was not a good choice. And she wants him to, she wants to play it off like, I'm fine, I'm fine. But, and she may think that because she sacrificed this kitty that she is fine. Right. Like I've broken the curse. And her parents have a cat named Hecuba. And the cat kind of gives her uh, a, a glare when she it comes at her. <laughs> <laughs> because he, it knows that she just sacrificed yeah, a cat. Yeah, his mom says, Hecuba loves everybody. <laughs> she brings a harvest cake. Oh, okay. Yes, because yeah. she's got that yeah. farm background. I, I looked that up because I was like, what is a harvest cake? <laughs> and basically all the recipes I found were, it's more like, it's kind of like a an apple carrot cake combined. Oh, yeah. It's that kind of thing. Yum. Um, yeah, pretty good. And, you know, maybe we'll link a recipe or something one day. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll find one. <laughs> so her meeting with the parents doesn't go well, right? It 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 starts off chilly because of the mom. But when, when Christine opens up and reveals her intelligence to the dad, because mm-hmm. she talks about this loan she's doing, the McPherson loan that she proposed to a company because of what she read in the Wall Street Journal. So dad's impressed. Mm-hmm. And then mom's impressed that Christine is honest about her mother became an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And so they're warming up to her mm-hmm. as they're eating her harvest cake for right. dessert. Which I'm sure tastes delicious. Mm-hmm. Until? Until she starts hearing those, boy- or no, she sees worms and Something's insects. in her cake. Right. But then the fly comes out. Oh, the fly comes out. <laughs> yeah. That's right. She chokes on it because mm-hmm. it, it, it goes in her mouth and she's choking on it. And when she spits it out, then they look at their cake. Like, <laughs> Are there flies in my cake? She is hearing something because she screams out. Oh, yes. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. So then they go to the California medium, right? The one who whose life mission is to banish this demon. Right. She's after the Lamia because it bested her when it killed the uh, boy in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, her psychic guy says, it's going to cost you $10,000. So, And here, boyfriend steps in again because even though she pawns everything she owns practically, it's $3,800. Right. And so she's sitting there eating ice cream out of the cart. <laughs> <laughs> and boyfriend shows up and he he loves her so much, he feels so bad for her, he pays the money. Such a good boyfriend. Yeah. I thought that it was interesting that they live in a mansion. Yes, it's a little dilapidated because I'm sure this lady has had a hard time. But a California mansion, she is a medium and her husband is a medium. How much do they make? I guess we talked about that earlier. To afford a California mansion. Well, maybe he had a different job, a side job, too. Yeah, maybe in finance maybe being or a medium was his passion, like your bubble tea. Right. <laughs> and whatever he did, you know, for a real job is his Martin's business. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yes. I love the seance scene that oh, they yeah. had. It was so great. I love the goat. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, they have a goat. So pretty much when this, when the uh, medium it gets possessed by this entity. Right. Christine's supposed to take her hand put it on the goat, they're going to transfer the entity to the goat, and then kill the goat. Right. But when that happens, the goat just kind of takes off and, you know, has well, its own... Well, the, the man that was helping, remember, has that big machete-looking blade. He's supposed to kill the goat, but he all he does is end up cutting the rope, right. holding the goat to the table, mm-hmm. so the goat gets loose and has the entity in it. <laughs> I remember the boy with the machete, or the man with the machete... 
he gets possessed and he's dancing in the air. Remember? Oh yeah, he's yeah. just floating in the air, screaming and yelling, and flames are all around him. And then he throws up the cat. Yes, kind of yes. as a rejection of her sacrifice. Yeah, maybe? I don't want your cat. <laughs> Did you think this would help? Right. So then they realize that she must give the cursed object to someone. Right. And the medium dies. Oh, yes. Remember, she died. Um, it was too much. I guess she had a heart attack. And psychic guy, I can't think, Ram Das, I can't think of his name. He says, well, that didn't work. Because Christine mm-hmm. thought, it, you mm-hmm. know, oh, it's all over. Thank right. you. Thank you. He's like, no, no, no. The entity's not gone. Mm-hmm. He didn't get rid of it because the goat didn't die. Right. And so Christine investigates. And she has him investigate, and she wants to know, can I gift this object to the dead? Mm-hmm. Remember, she went to the restaurant, and oh, she's looking yes. for people to give it to. She even called Stu. Right. And then that's where he kind of fessed up that he... Yeah, that's when you that's when you feel a little empathy for Stu. You're like, uh, he's just a, you know, he's not a nice guy, but... Maybe he's had some home troubles right. with his, his family growing up. So mm-hmm. that's why he acts the way he does. Right. And she is a good person. Yes. And she's like, I can't do it to Stu. So she decides, maybe I can give it to Sylvia. Right. Who's already buried. So she digs her up. And there's a whole nother kerfuffle. I think the lady barfs on her one more time. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then she slams it in her mouth. Take this, um... Can't say those words. Button. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Although, okay, she thinks it's over. We mentioned that the boyfriend was a coin collector. Right. And... Oh, yeah, she meets him there. He's going to propose. She doesn't know that, though. Yes. But, yes, he's he's got the ring. He's going to propose. He's got it out. He's looking at it. He's excited. And she's feeling great. You know, she got her new blue coat on that oh, she yes. just bought. She looks great. Yeah. And they're going off on a little vacation. Mm-hmm. And and then right at that last minute, she is. He says, oh, by the way, <laughs> I, I like your new coat, but you forgot this. And my I, car. And, I, and it was the button. I think you have my quarter. <laughs> I was wondering. Or nickel. I think it was a nickel. When he is in possession of the button, would, would it have transferred to him? No, because she didn't gift it to him oh she just left it in the car oh so it was and he didn't really i guess he knew what it was but it it, what he was it was still in her possession right it still belonged to her yes yeah and so the debt had not been paid no the lamey is still coming after her she falls on the tracks hell opens up (laughs) and his face is as she's being pulled down by hands and she's melting away he's just like and then if you look he just had a tear rolling down the side of his face i'm like poor guy poor guy at least she her struggles have been vindicated in his eyes though but yes he's like she was telling the truth (laughs) and i wonder too i mean does the button still matter does now that he sort of is in that possession of the button is it now his I don't think curse? so. I think, like you said, the debt's been paid. Okay. The you... curse has been fulfilled, mm-hmm. and now it's done. Do you think that she would see Sylvia in hell? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I did look up the Lamia, and it um, there's Lamia in lots of different cultures, but it is in the Greek. It's a female demon who devoured children. And she was very childlike in the whole movie. And it got the boy in the beginning. It got the boy in the beginning. Right. And the baby cat. 
the baby kitten. Cat, the kitten. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for telling me that. Yeah. <laughs> I read too that um, to avoid having an R rating, because this was PG-13. Right. Um, to avoid having the R rating, they trimmed some of the blood down. Oh, really? Like, yeah. They, they, you know, the people who review movies and tell you what you can rate it, they're like, yeah, too much blood. So they toned it back a little to keep their PG-13 rating. Okay. And they just replaced it with other bodily fluids, probably. Right. And this at, this movie I found, too, was actually, it was a reworking of a 1957 film called Curse of the Demon. Um, and you actually can uh, watch it. Really? If you look up Curse of the Demon, put 1957, it'll give you some venues or some streaming services where you can watch it. Oh, that yeah. will definitely have to but do that. But I don't that. know about, I don't know that I've seen a 1957 horror movie. Right, I don't yeah. I might be like. I guess you have the, you know, Creature from the Black Lagoon, those types, Dracula. I don't remember. Frankenstein. So oh, Frankenstein, yeah. yeah. I barely remember Frankenstein. Maybe one day we'll do a classic We'll do an old movie. Yes, yes. A movie before my time. There, yeah, <laughs> a good one. Um, at the box office, it was a huge success. Yes. Grossing $90.8 million worldwide. Wow. That's intense. And it had a $30 million budget. So definitely a success. Yeah. And actually, Sam Raimi said he's trying to cook up another script to do a sequel. Yeah, I saw that. And... Um... In March of 2023, he said Ghost House Pictures is trying to come up with ideas for a sequel. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. I wonder if uh, Justin Long would be in it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, I've got this button. <laughs> Maybe, yes, to continue the story. Maybe the curse hasn't Maybe, been yeah. paid. So what would you rate this movie? What are you thinking? I'm going to give it a B plus. I can't do A because I wasn't scared. But I can do a B plus. Okay. A B plus. Because it was fun. It, and it's a movie that I've I've watched more than once. Yes. Sometimes I put on movies I've seen while I'm cleaning or doing yes. something else because I know when to look up right. at the parts I'm interested in. And this is a good casual viewing. Like you're not going to be... It'd be a good date movie. A good date movie. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, I gave this one an A. Just solid okay. A because okay. it... it uh, and it's your genre you It like. hits everything that I like. I feel like if a filmmaker can make me laugh and feel fear, like genuine fear, in a two-hour time frame, that's a cinematic feat, right? Yeah, where did you feel f- well, fear Well, when this? I feel fear, uh, it w- it wasn't fear necessarily. Okay. Just the, the ominous part of it, you know, to, to, um, to go from laughing to... To gasping. Gasping. <laughs> <laughs> laughing to gasping. So I gave it an A. I, I had a great time. I would watch it again. And Chris stayed awake. Chris stayed awake. Yes, it passed the <laughs> did Chris fall asleep test. He stayed awake the whole time. Did um, he laugh? He did laugh. Okay. Yes, this is just a great movie. And we actually saw this in theaters when it came out. Oh, okay. Uh, so on a date. We were together. Oh, then. there you yes. go. Yeah, so it's kind of a, we, we really uh, bonded over this movie. So loved it. <laughs> that led to a, a lasting union. Yes, yes. So it's time for us to use the Haunted Hallway Pass, and we'll be right back after a short break to discuss The Cabin in the Woods. Okay, so now we're going to move into our second movie for the horror comedy genre, which is Cabin in the Woods, which is another fan favorite. Yes. Um definitely comedy horror 
Um, so basically in this movie, when five college friends arrive at a remote forest cabin for a little vacation, little do they expect the horrors that await them. One by one, the youths fall victim to backwoods zombies. But there is another factor at play here. Two scientists are manipulating the ghoulish goings-on, but even as the body count rises, there is yet more at work than meets the eye. It reminded me of Scooby-Doo, right? <laughs> true, Because true. you had Fred, who was Chris Hemsworth, right? True, the jock kind of guy. You had the stoner guy, which would Marty. be... Marty, oh yeah, would um, be... Shaggy. Shaggy, yeah. You had Velma, which was the main girl, right? Was her name Dana? And then the blonde girl would be like Daphne, because she's... Jules, yeah. Jules is the blonde girl. Yes, yes. So she'd be Daphne. Well, what about smart guy? Smart guy? What was his purpose in the movie, other than to be her love interest? Yeah, well, you know, in the movie, there are these rituals going on Mm -hmm. all over the world, and... From this point on, guys, spoiler alerts. <laughs> so these ritual rituals are being held to appease these ancient gods mm-hmm. with blood sacrifices. Because mm-hmm. if you don't appease them, they are going to destroy the world. Mm-hmm. So these rituals are very important. And this is the United States ritual. Mm-hmm. And they have to have five... Sacrifices. Yes, of specific characters Mm -hmm. like there's the virgin Mm -hmm. there's the i'm just gonna say the not virgin (laughs) there's the the, um the fool yes and there's the athlete Mm -hmm. like the strong guy and then the other guy was like the intellectual guy yeah the scholar okay so that was his purpose yeah so that's that's the role he filled so in, in the movie the kids the college kids are going on a road trip which now, I went to college as a mom, mm-hmm. so no road trips for me, but did you ever take a college road trip? I was the boringest college kid. <laughs> I went right to school, right home, working on stuff, Okay, okay graduated. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I was working, going to school, and homeschooling my, oh my kids, gosh. so super busy, but all worth it. So um, they, they're they going to someone's cabin that they know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like when they're going to the cabin, they stop. They need to stop and get fuel for their RV thing. And the Harbinger is there. Oh, yes. The Harbinger. And he is this crusty old menacing, you know, guy in the store. Mm-hmm. Basically, what are you doing at my store? And no, you can't buy any gas. Mm-hmm. And, um they're rude back to him, which I always taught my kids, if you're ever in a rural area, don't be rude. Because <laughs> <laughs> you just don't know what can happen. Right. Um, it turns out the harbinger is really part of the manipulations behind the scenes right. there. Mm-hmm. So they arrive to the cabin, and they're having a good time. They're drinking. Um, Marty, the fool character, mm-hmm. is uh, the ultra stoner. Yeah. Um, I, and I have to say, I, I found out in the thing that that mug bong oh, thing yeah. that he had, <laughs> yes. the prototype for that thing, it was functional, actually. Oh, my gosh. And, but it cost them $5,000 oh. to make. It was it was like the most expensive prop in the movie. That is so <laughs> funny. But it was real. <laughs> and, uh, and I also uh, found out that the character who played Marty... You know, he wore all those baggy, loose clothes, and he was the only one who didn't get in the lake when they went swimming. Oh, yeah. And it was because he actually is a really muscular, well-developed guy. (laughs) And so they didn't feel like that fit 
this yes. character. So they're like, no, 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 keep all your baggy clothes on. Oh, <laughs> Grow yourself so this funny. shaggy hair and beard yes. so that you, you look the part of it. And his name is uh, Fran Kranz, and he actually had to go through stoner training like to learn how to act like right. someone like that. That is so Yeah, funny. that was funny. Um, so they get to the cabin. Um, what did you think about the scene where they're playing truth or dare, and she takes the dare <laughs> of, you know, making out with the wolf head? Well, also, I think it's important to mention that the scientists are are manipulating things about their personalities. Because yes, and they're also they're pumping in chemicals. Yes, they're uh, messing with their cognitive decision making yes. skills. Specifically, with her hair dye. Remember, yeah, they, she they, had just dyed her hair blonde, and it was like seeping into her brain right, to make her right. dumber, but also increase those pheromones and that reduce her inhibitions. Right, exactly. Yes. Oh my gosh! Yeah, when she, <laughs> I, I was I was going Ugh, cringing, but I, I read that they put um, powdered sugar on the teeth of the the wolf. Oh head. really? Yeah. To make it not so bad, more, more palatable. I guess. Oh, that is so funny. Yeah, yeah. But I will say, uh, it wasn't as bad as it could have been. True, I feel like true. these these movies, especially horror movies, they can tend to go too far too far right. especially when women are, are concerned right. and so I thought this was very uh, especially when you're the not virgin right exactly <laughs> yeah. and uh, so I thought it was pretty uh, PG in that sense in a good way it gets yeah. a little PG-13 later yeah. but um, I don't know say that part was easy. it made me cringe a little it did make me yeah, cringe yeah. but it could have been worse yeah I, I guess so they're so that. they're playing truth or dare and Okay, then the the cellar door just blows open. Of course, the scientists make it happen, but I'm sorry if I'm in a cabin in the woods and the cellar door blows open on its own. I'm not staying. No, I'm not going <laughs> I'm down like, there. Crank up that RV. We're leaving. <laughs> right, exactly. And I think that was a little throwback to uh, Evil Dead. Yes, it was. Yes, it yes. was. Because that's how the original... Same thing happened in that. Mm-hmm. True. And then they go down and... Yeah. Right. They they tell um, the the other girl, um, what was her name? Dana. They say, okay, well, your dare is to go down there by yourself. So she takes the flashlight and she goes down there and she yells up to him, you know, come on down. There's there's all this stuff down there. Right. So there are all these objects. There was a dollhouse, a, a music box, like a... a was it like the old jewelry box yes, you opened? Did with you the, have one of those? I did, yes. Okay, with the little Valerie. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they mm-hmm. still make those. That's like such a classic They do. I can girl. tell you, they do. <laughs> okay, such a classic girl item to have. In, right. Well, at least in the U.S. Um, and that crazy puzzle ball. Oh, yes. Yeah, that reminded me of Hellraiser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did you see down there? They had the conch shell. Oh, yeah, the okay. shell. They had uh, the scholar boy was getting ready to put on a necklace of some sort. Or, no, it was the girl who was getting ready to put a necklace. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, and the, yeah, mm-hmm. and then Dana, um, she says, you guys, wait a minute, listen to this. And she has picked up a diary. Oh, yeah. And then she starts to read these horrible things from this diary. Right. Where this uh, crazy backwoods family where... They're taking people to the dark room. Right. And you don't come back from the dark room. Right. And uh, cutting off mom's arms. They cut off the daughter's arm. Right. Remember Patience Buckner? (laughs) They cut off her arm. So what you don't realize, though, is that in the movie, all of these objects are there. And whichever object is chosen, that's going to be 
um, your destruction, right? your method of destruction. And meanwhile, those scientists are taking bets. They're betting. That was so funny that they're betting on it. They have like a pool going, an office pool going. Yes. Of, What's going to get chosen? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, and they did say if they don't transgress, they won't be punished. Right. Yes. So I guess every person. You need them to transgress. Transgress So we can save the world. Yes. Because the scientists all look at this like, yeah, we're sacrificing some people, but we're saving the world. For the greater good. Yeah, the greater good. Um, And meanwhile, the whole world, I guess the different other science uh, facilities. rituals. Yes. Are are, are failing. 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 And my favorite was the Japanese yes, one. Oh, I they loved were it. so good. The girls start singing. And yes. What do they turn the monster into or the demon A little into? frog. Yes. yes. So it's it's this ring type, you know, yes, a grudge. It was, it was a reflection of, or a throwback to the ring, like a nod to it. Right. They overcome it by right. coming together, singing around. And I would just say, I hope our kids, our students would respond in the same way. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. So the diary is what's chosen. Yes. So um, who who won? I can't remember. It was this they whoever won in the office pool. Oh, they it, were the same group that won every year. Yes, it was like mechanics or, or like yeah, maintenance, yeah. maintenance, maintenance, maintenance. So yeah. maintenance, they're good at choosing what's going to happen. So um, so what's going to be released now is zombies, but not just ordinary zombies. This backwoods something something zombies uh, like. Uh, pain obsessed or something, something like that yeah the zombies yeah the buckners the buckners so it's, they start to rise from the depths mm-hmm. <laughs> to come out and wreak havoc on these kids so jules the the not virgin mm-hmm. and uh is it kurt yeah kurt the boyfriend okay yeah they um they go outside to transgress <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I thought it was interesting. You know, they're walking around the woods at night, which, again, I would never do. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But but I guess her inhibitions yes. were lowered and the yes. pheromones were being pumped in. Yes, so. they were pumping them in from the ground. Yes. And um, and I read, too, that uh, they weren't really outside in those scenes. It was a movie set. Oh. That was yes. all fake stuff. They weren't really outside. <laughs> I was like, what? But um, the zombies attack. Mm-hmm. They cut off her head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Kurt gets away, runs mm-hmm. back to the cabin, and slams the door. He's like, we got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And Dana, nice girl, says, I'm not leaving Jules. And then she opens the door, and I think the zombie throws the head in. Oh, yeah, so then you, that's how you know. <laughs> You're like, yeah, you are leaving Jules, by the way. So. Meanwhile, the stoner is privy to everything that's going on. It, when I say privy, he's, he he's under- suspicious. suspicious. He's like, Wait a minute. Right. Yes. Yeah. Isn't he the second to go? Yes, he is. Yes. They uh he's finds a cord in his room or something and he mm-hmm. follows it and he realizes, hey, we're being manipulated. Mm-hmm. And what they find out later is because he is stoned, their um things they're pumping in aren't working on him. <laughs> so he he's actually more lucid than right. the rest of them yes. because of that. I like that. That was that was a clever way to Twist. explain why he of all the characters the fool was catching on. Yeah, was the, the smartest fool. one. So he gets dragged off by a zombie. Right. Yes. So then Kurt and Holden, the smart guy, and uh, Dana get in the RV. Oh yes. I mean, there's a lot of you know struggling along, but they manage to get in the RV. And they're going to escape over the bridge. Right. right. So over the bridge. So mm-hmm. you want to tell what happened at the bridge? And then uh, the bridge it gets exploded, right? Right, right. Yeah. Back, and it almost didn't, remember? Um, back oh, in, yes. Back at, you know, 
central headquarters, somebody's dropping the ball. One of the departments that was mm-hmm. responsible for blowing up the bridge says, well, we didn't get that memo, you know? Right. So they're running, running, trying to make sure that it happens before they actually can go through. Right, right. right. And so when the bridge is out, then, you know, Chris Hemsworth, Kurt... Uh, this really, this is the movie that set off his career. Really? Too. Oh, yes. I did not know that. Yes, this was the one that made other, you know, like directors and producers and things Start take notice of him. him. Yes, mm-hmm. I don't real, I didn't know who he was because I don't really? really pay attention to that thing. Oh yeah, but I, I was like, oh, he became very popular after this, and yes. that's kind of true now that you say yeah. that. Um, but he is the. Uh, what is his role? He's kind of the sportsman. Yeah, the, the, the athlete. The athlete, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets on his motorcycle, and he's going to jump the And go get ravine. help. Yes. Right, and go get help. And he is right on his way to doing it, and then he hits that force field put there by the scientists, and it's right. over. It's mm-hmm. like a big honeycomb grid, it looked like. Right. Which we're privy to when they leave the Harbinger near the beginning, mm-hmm. and we see that eagle flying to That's it. right, we're yes. We're like, oh, what's going on there? Do you just watch a movie not really knowing anything about it, or do you kind of look up what it's about? I mean, what do you? How far do you find out about it before you watch it? Good question. It depends on the movie. Okay. So if I have seen the previews and I'm like, I'm gonna be so scared watching this movie. I like to find out the ending. I'm like, okay, okay th- th- it's gonna be okay. I can. I have strength to watch this. Okay. But if it's something that I'm like, okay, this is casual viewing. I just no, experience just it, it as okay, it's going. Yeah. And I just look up, did anything happen to the animals? Oh, really? And no yeah. animals, I guess, other than maybe I, the, yeah, the, the falcon that got it oh, by yeah, the zapper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's true. That's yeah, true. no animals in this one. Now we're left with, we think, just mm-hmm. two of the college kids, right. Dana and Holden. Mm-hmm. But he's driving the RV back. I can't remember what he said he was even going to do when they got back or he was going to find another way or something right, like that. Right, yes. But guess guess who's in the RV? Of course, <laughs> one, one of, of the, the zombies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he gets it big time. Yeah. And then it's left to Dana. And that's purposeful. She has, she has to be the last to die. To be the last to yeah, die. They has to start with the not virgin. Mm-hmm. Then you can have any order. But um, the, the deal is for this ritual to be considered complete... She has to. She either has to die last, or she just has to be the last one. Right. That it. It is kind of inconsequential. She can live, but she just right. has to be the last one. That's why at that last moment she is struggling with the Buckner at the dock. The, the dock, and she's just kind of getting it. Uh, she was really fighting. Fighting. <laughs> yeah. Good girl. I'm glad you were. Yes. <laughs> and us. Everybody's celebrating because they're like, we did we it. Did it. Yeah, and I love how they how the one of the scientists is like, you know, I really almost feel sorry for her, and he's kind of having this uh, sentimental moment, and then someone comes in with a tray of shots, and he's like, tequila, yeah, <laughs> like they're, they're, yeah, they're ready partying. to party, and then the red phone rings. Oh yes, <laughs> yep, the red phone rings, and everybody gets silent, mm-hmm. and they pick it up, and that's when they find out. Guess what? The fool's not dead. Mm-hmm. Marty somehow escaped. It was only implied that he died. Yes, because he got dragged off. Yeah. And so you think he's dead, but he's but not. But he's not. He's smart enough, like we would be, hopefully. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I don't know what part of this movie I, 
I don't know. Yeah. Well, he dis- he is smart enough to dismember the zombie because they're obviously unable to be killed. So he yes. dismembers it in as many tiny pieces as he can with his uh, retractable bong, I think. Is that how he did oh, I don't it? Oh, did he? Did it have a, a, a blade on it, too? I don't know. <laughs> it's like an army knife. I just know it was a valuable tool in yes. this movie. Um, and so he comes back and he rescues Dana. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so then he he explains to her, you know, here's what's going on. So how did they end up in headquarters? It was, he is in some sort of elevator. Well, I think when he elevator. went down on the ground yes. is how he found out. Yeah. So, yeah, so they go in there. That's when you see the, he, he, he reveals what's going on to Dana. Right. And then you see all the different holding cells yeah. for all the They're other like options. All in the cubes. Yes. It was kind of like a, like 13 ghosts. They each had their yes. own little compartment. And maybe that was the throwback to 13 ghosts. Maybe. And so, yeah, there's there's so many of them. There's so many. And I, I, I wrote down some of the the nods that I saw. So you saw, we saw Hellraiser with the cube, the puzzle cube. Yeah. They didn't call him Hellraiser yes. in this, of course. But um, yeah, he was there. He was the puzzle cube. You have... Who was the ballerina? I, I mean, think I was just like, a creepy ballerina. Okay. I think, you know, just a, anything a, kind of a child. Black Swan. That could kill. Yeah, Black Swan, maybe. <laughs> um, you have Anaconda, right? The movie Anaconda. Yes, yes. You have The Shining, because you have two twins. That's right. That's you have right. The Strangers, because you have these folks in masks with baseball bats and stuff that they're kind of, they're just pursuing Pursuing. Yes. There was also just a giant cat. Oh, really? I didn't see that one. Yeah, yeah. If you've ever been bitten by a cat, boy, it hurts. (laughs) Um, The Golden Sphere guy, I looked him up. He was Fornicus, Lord of Bondage and Pain. Oh, okay. (laughs) Fornicus. Yeah. (laughs) That is so funny. So, do you want to ask your question? Oh, yeah. Which monster? I don't know. I don't know if I want to ask you which monster would you most fear or mm-hmm. like like who do I not want after me I but can, you really I can, don't want anybody I, I had to I did laugh when I saw a unicorn oh yeah the I unicorn. Like, unicorn I guess it's got a it's gonna impale part. you yes and, and I did read the guys are like you know thinking of what mm-hmm. monsters can we put in there yeah for me the worst one would be the strangers yeah that's a bad one because that's kind of my fear is to be pursued via Home invasion, yeah, people. That's a bad one. You know, yeah. I. Yeah. What about you? Uh, that's a good one, and also uh, Lord of Bondage and Pain. Oh yeah, because that movie Hellraiser really scared me. <laughs> really, yeah. yeah. I would agree with that because I feel like it would be very slow. A lot of um, decorative art pain. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and just a, a, a side note too. So the you remember the Freddy movies? Yeah. Remember the girl. The main character girl, the actress's name is like um, Heather Langenkamp. Langenkamp. I can't remember what her name was in the movies. Okay. But she was their makeup person. Really? Yeah. And oh. her husband uh, creates monsters. Like he does prosthetics and stuff. Oh, how fun. Yeah. But they didn't put her name in there as her name because okay. they wanted it to be, you know, I, I guess not detract from it. In some right. Way. Right. Yeah. She um, was Nancy. That was her name. In the Freddy movies. Nancy. Okay. Nancy. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Got it. So then they kind of come to this arena where they see, uh, well, I see. Oh, yeah. They see the things on the wall where the blood has to drain into. Yes. Has, you know, there are five of them. Obviously, blood has only drained into three, so the ritual mm-hmm. is not complete. Meanwhile, the rituals are failing everywhere, everywhere else. Everywhere else. All the, the others have fallen. This is 
mankind's last hope. Right. So Sigourney Weaver pops out. Right, of course, you have to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she, that's She wasn't the first choice. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who it was, but she wasn't the first choice. But she pops out and says, you need to kill him so that we can save the world. Right. And girlfriend puts the gets the gun and points it at him. Well. I mean, and I wondered, what, what would you do? Do you kill your friend to save the world? It depends on how sincerely I believed what was going on. So you just saw all those monsters because they are wreaking havoc all Mm -hmm. over the building. They're killing the merman. Oh yeah. The merman. merman. I was like, what is a merman? (laughs) But everybody's getting killed. Yes. At that point, if it really was and the ground shaking, the fate of the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Unfortunately, right. but sometimes it is the fate of the world. I mean, it, it is the do fate you want to be selfish and, and, you know. Yeah, but it's not you. It's not a question of kill yourself and save the world. Now it's kill another person and save the world. Yes. So, yeah, it's something, yeah. something to think about. <laughs> something to think about. And she did uh, decide to keep her friend alive. And well, no, not technically. Remember, the werewolf jumps out. Okay. Before she can shoot him. Oh, yes, yes. The werewolf jumps out and bites her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's knocked the gun out of her hand, you right. know. And mm-hmm. so now she's... And he, bless his heart, he saves her. Oh. Even though she just had this gun pointed at him. Right. He saves her from the werewolf. Such a good person. Yes, yes. Yeah. But ultimately, the ritual is not fulfilled. No, because he... Um, they talk about it a little bit and they decide, you know what? The world's kind of messed up anyway. Let's just let it go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let the world go. And it and it just they just sit down and wait for the end to come as the the whole cave or whatever there is starts shaking because they're underground. Right. Everything starts shaking. Yeah. Upstairs, everybody's getting killed by all the monsters. Right. Yeah. Right. And then the huge hand of one of those giant ancient ones, ancient the ones ancient comes ones, up. Yeah. And it's implied that the whole world is then right kaput. It's dead. So, and I guess my question too, how often do they do this? Is it once a year? Is yes, it, once, it was once a year. I once think. a year? I think it was once a year. That's a lot of I think it was an annual sacrifices. ritual. Yeah, I guess that's why they it's were... It's just five college kids a year. They were... <laughs> right? <laughs> they are college kids after and, all. And um, they were uh, so flippant. The scientists were so flippant about it. They're just kind of like having a good time, doing well, the best they can. Well, when you do something can. over and over every year, you kind of get kind of blase about right, it. Right, yeah. You're like, yeah, it's my job. Yeah, and that's why they add a little element of, you know, gamification. They bet on it and have a good time. Relatable. Right. Um, So this was the director's uh, directorial debut, Drew Goddard, and the producer, Josh Whedon. The two of them actually wrote this whole script in three days. What? I thought that was amazing. Yeah, they wrote the whole thing in three days. Have they done anything else since? Um, I don't know that part. Um, that would be something to look up. That's a good question for later. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I, I... You guys tell us. Enjoyed it. Yes. Yeah, this it was, was good. It was good. I mean, I can... Well, the the implication, though, is the world is done. So I was like, kind of be hard to have a sequel. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> unless, the, unless you do a sequel about the ancient ones. Or you can make a prequel of, of, of how this yes. all got started. Yes. Yeah. Or in another country. Like, you know... Uh, Their ritual succeeds. True, true, yeah. The backstory of that, you know. Right. So the budget on this was $30 million, and it grossed $66 million worldwide. So, it, you know, it did well. Yeah. It wasn't spectacular like right. some movies, but it did well. 
Yes. And, and, it, and it was good. I, I've watched this one more than once. I know. I, I really liked this one a lot. I laughed more during this movie. You did? I did. I laughed more in Drag Me to Hell. Really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It won a lot of awards at Fangoria Chainsaw. Um, the, the awards there it won Best Screenplay, Best Supporting Actor, which was Fran Kranz. Oh, really? Guy. Yeah, yeah. Best Wide Release Film, Best Creature and Makeup. Oh. FX. So, yeah. Good job, so, Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> and husband. And husband. <laughs> um, so what would you rate this one? I give this one a B plus also. Okay. I wasn't scared. Yeah. But super well done. Yes, very much so. I give this one an A minus okay. because I wasn't scared. But did I have a great time? Yes. Yeah. Did it make me laugh? And I didn't really feel fear, but I just was enjoying and it so much. You were much. engrossed. I was engrossed. I had a great time. You know, at the end, it makes you want to do a slow clap. Love yeah. It. Yeah. A minus for okay. me. And Chris stayed awake. And Chris stayed awake the entire <laughs> Don't time. Your oh yeah. The or your did, uh, your did, test. What do you call it? The litmus test. Yeah. The validity test. External validity. validity. Did External Chris fall asleep? Validity. That's yeah. definitely a college term. <laughs> <laughs> he did stay awake. He loved it too. So okay. uh, A minus for me. We rec- good date movie. Good date. Both of these are good date. They movies. are. And especially if you don't like horror movies or your date doesn't like horror movies. True. You can bring them to, to one of these and they would have well, a Well, now time. you have to watch it at your Rent house. Rent it. Yeah, you <laughs> got to Netflix and chill. You have to watch it. It's not at the theater. Join us for our next assignment where we will explore the subgenre of paranormal movies with the movies Insidious, the first chapter, and Paranormal Activity. Yes. And do your homework.